All right, all right, all right. All right. What could we be talking about? Welcome back, folks. Folks, welcome back. Let's get trashed. Episode who even is counting at this point? I have literally no idea. Um, I just put out episode 25 last week. Congrats, dude. Not counting. Well a, done. Not counting uh, my three... Um, trailer trash episodes. So mm-hmm. total's been twenty eight, but some of those, some of those trailer trashs have come out on Mondays. It was originally going to be a. They called you crazy. They said he'll never do more. He'll he'll never do twenty five. He'll never get a half year under his belt doing podcasting. Doing a free podcast <laughs> with no fans and no ads and no money. There's no way he'll get that far. You had and one good boost though. I know we need to do another. Yeah. We need to do another Indian movie. I think that's what it was. I might pivot to full time Indian film stuff. It's what the people want. People love that RRR review, and it got comments and engagement and stuff like that. So I do want to do another one. We were recommended a lot of really cool movies. I just need to like sit down and figure out which one I want to watch because they all seem pretty long. Are they all long like that? I don't know. No, okay. Obvi- obviously not every movie is going to be long. But some of the ones I was recommended look long. Yeah. But I'll have to do more research. Um, I've just been very lazy. Anyway, I want to watch the Tom Hanks version. I'm so serious. No. Would you no, not watch it? You don't mean the Tom Hanks version. You mean you want to watch Gump? You want to watch the Indian version of, of Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump? Yes. You knew. You knew what I meant. Yeah. Because you're my friend. You, you called it I the meant. Tom Hanks version. You called. You did the exact opposite of what it is. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, that actually, yeah, sure. I, I, that actually might be a good one, because then we can wrap that in with a Forrest Gump discussion. Talk about how that movie's not that good. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But speaking of me being lazy and not going through oh. my comments, yeah, we are talking about we're talking about the Beach Bum. Yep. Harmony Corinne, which it's a dude. I just found that out. That is a dude's name. Harmony Corinne directed. The Beach Bum, starring Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Snoop Doggy Dog. Isla Fisher. Isla, is it Isla or Isla? I have no idea. Yeah, Isla Fisher. That makes more sense. And uh, even featuring some cameos from Jimmy Buffett and uh, Zachy Efron. Zach Efron. Yeah, that's right. I had to. I had to look up who that was. Zachy Boy. Um. Anyone else? I think that's it cameo the 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 daughter the daughter was a uh she's a new actress this was her first film the one that plays uh the daughter so i don't remember her name jenny jenny ariza or something like that okay uh all right the beach bum 2019 film this came out a couple years ago i didn't i don't think i even heard about it but this was one that you recommended to me yeah, um, I thought it looked kind of interesting. I'm kind of a fan of Matthew McConaughey because he's such a character. Uh, honestly, like, I don't know. I just think he's really funny. Uh, and this seemed like an interesting role for him. I was I was like, I wonder what he might do here. Interesting. Hot take. Well, I mean, I just thought it's it the opposite of a hot take. Well, I just thought it looked interesting. Yeah. Honestly, I'll just say that. Sure. Like, this looks cool. Yeah. It, Maybe this will be like a different kind of movie. You know? It, it certainly is. Yeah. Uh, it is. Um, and I'll say right off the bat, the right off the bat, 
what I I disagree with the fact that I mean for me McConaughey playing this role is like expected. This the beach bum guy? Yeah, playing the role of Moon Dog. Yeah. The beach alcoholic poet who sleeps in the sand or sleeps around and and smokes weed every day and is always drinking and and partying and and living this like hedonistic life um i found that to be honest a lot i i like this movie i think in general yeah my biggest kind of criticism one one thing i think would make this movie better is if we recasted like almost everybody. Oh, interesting. I, uh, yeah, because Matthew McConaughey as a dude who loves to smoke weed and and talks in funny kind of poetry and mm-hmm. uh, is a very chill guy who sleeps on a boat and and sleeps around and whatever. It's like. We get it. You wrote it. You wrote it for this like caricature of of McConaughey that he likes to play of himself, kind of anyways. Okay. You know, just he, in funnier clothing. Yeah, McConaughey sure. already, and I don't think he he's not genuinely like this, but he presents himself as like a this, whiskey chill guy. Yeah, he pr- yeah. he presents himself as this um uh. What am I trying to think of? This like 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 this artist type? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Sure. This, Is that this, what you mean? This vagabond artist. Yeah. Um, because I think he's he's done this movie before. He's been this character before. Obviously, famously was this character in Days and Confused of like not not necessarily the artistic part, but like the the chill, let it all the Zen, let it hang. Yeah, the Zen master. The Zen master marijuana smoker guy. And again, honestly, I don't know what it is about that particular archetype that sticks with an actor. Because to be totally honest, after The Big Lebowski, Jeff Bridges stayed that kind of guy. Oh, interesting. Jeff Bridges is kind of like a Zen, like... He played it really well. Well, yeah, he played it really well, yeah. but then he loved it so much he like made it his real life personality. <laughs> Which he's <laughs> kind of funny. Jeff Bridges is like still a better actor, and he does like he he's a better actor than McConaughey, I think, and he does better stuff. Um, he does more varied performances. Yep. But if you see him in an interview now, he's very much like he talks about Zen stuff and he even talks about how like that character of the dude kind of influenced him to like be chill. Yeah. Just to relax a little bit and stuff like that and whatever you can take. I hate actors. I know dude. They, f- I hate I them. Hate they them so, so Oh my God, I dude. I can't stand actors. It sucks so much. They're, they're empty vessels and you just fill them with the little tiniest bit of something and they'll hold on to it the rest of their life. I was trying to be so gracious and nice about yeah. about Jeff Bridges, who I like as an actor, but god damn it, dude, shut the fuck up. He, he yeah, he talks about like he talks about how playing the dude influenced him and now he's like chill and he loves weed and he's Now he's, I like weed. <laughs> yeah. Same thing McConaughey is an even worse example of that cuz whatever, you know, whatever weed like chill guy he's been before. Yeah. 
he now does that and and that's like his that's so this casting McConaughey in this role is like it's almost cliche or or it's it's so expected like oh it's almost like it's, it's written for him like uh, he's he probably kind of is. He's smoking weed. He's playing a djembe on his boat with a fucking <laughs> yeah. with a boa constrictor, like or a yellow whatever the fucking yellow snake is, with a yellow snake just like curving around and being on the drum and being on around his I'm neck. I'm so chill. Yeah, he's wearing. Uh, well, we'll talk about what he's wearing inside. But yeah, it, it it's just so expect. And then his best friend, lingerie doggy dog. Played by Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> Again, it's like we need, we want, we exactly we, these characters. We need a, we, yeah. we, we need a black guy who's chill and smokes weed. Well, I guess we can get Snoop Dogg for that, <laughs> rather than like an actual actor or anything like that. Let's just let's get let's get McConaughey's real life friend who is also acts exactly like this. Uh, it's just a dude that smokes weed but also has a lot of money. And then throw Jimmy Buffett in there. Yeah, and then Jimmy Buffett gets to just hang out a couple times. He's only in a few scenes, but it's like, you know, McConaughey's playing like a, a parrot. McConaughey's playing like a pothead parrot head. And it's like, you know, would this kind of guy love Jimmy Buffett? Of course he would. A guy that lives in the Florida Keys and, yeah. and lives on the beach all day and, and wears a captain's hat. Of course he loves Jimmy Buffett. Let's put Jimmy Buffett in the movie, and then we don't yep. even have to like, we don't even have to pretend like there's something else going on. He can just hang out with Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I read as just right before we recorded this podcast. I read um, or before you got here, I read trivia, the IMDb trivia, just to learn a little bit about you know the behind the scenes of this film. Because I had I'm trying to think of who in my mind would be better better versions of all these characters because yeah. there is a better version of every single one who's sure. like a better actor or a, a less expected actor where we might actually get a, a really less cartoonish performance and they originally offered the part of Moondog they offered McConaughey's part to Gary Oldman and if Gary Oldman had said yes it would have been a thousand times better yeah, I mean, he's Gary Oldman. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been awesome. He would have been he would have been insane. Did he did they say why he didn't do it? No, it just says he turned it down. But Gary Oldman as this character as this beach bum poet, Moondog, yeah. would have been insanely so much better. And and don't get me wrong, McConaughey did a good job. McConaughey's good in this film, but he's it's it's expected. There's not a lot of like. There's not a lot of nuance or not a lot of depth to what's going on. To be totally frank, it's yeah. very. Um, it's almost like an adventure film, almost, but not quite. No, I don't know. I mean, it, it calls itself a stoner, a comedy, a stoner comedy. It's not much of a comedy. I mean, it's it, almost like. It's not. It doesn't have a lot of like. It's just like an experience almost. Right. It's, yeah. It's a basically. I don't know. It feels like a. Which I think this happens to potheads. It. 
uh, several things happen in this movie. Yeah. But it feels like a movie where nothing happens. Yeah. But we actually do have some stuff, and, and we'll we'll do a demarcation of like uh, uh, spoiler. We'll get into spoilers in a little bit. Yeah. So let's before we even get to like what actually happens and our our what bit, moves it along. Yeah, our sure rising action and all that kind of stuff. Let's stick around with like we'll stay in the very beginning. Talk about kind of vibes. Um, but anyway, McConaughey plays Moon Dog, a famous poet. Somehow poetry in whatever universe this takes place in, he made a ton of money and got famous doing poetry in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, and now it's the two thousands, and he lives on a beach, and everybody knows him and loves him. Mm-hmm. So, whatever fucking universe that is, this happened, <laughs> uh, and he took his poetry. He can just fuck off on the beach with he, unlimited monies. Yeah, he took his poetry money and became a just became a beach bum. He also is married. He, he doesn't have unlimited poetry money, but he does have unlimited money because he's married to Isla Fisher, mm-hmm. who we they never explain where her what her job is or what she does. Well, yeah, but right. she's like a hundred millionaire. Yeah, she has a hundred million dollars. Yeah, in a huge mansion, and she loves Matthew McConaughey. They have a open relationship it seems calls him a dimensional being yeah she just loves really fallen for this guy yeah i mean they have a kid together they've been married yep. for quite a long time it's a it's a lengthy relationship and it does feel kind of lived in we talk about and you know we we on the film critic community talk about these yes. these universes or these these environments we see in film and whether they feel lived in or not or whether it feels like an authentic actual place or whether we're just watching a whether we're just watching a film of a thing that that doesn't doesn't ring as true and it it genuinely does kind of their relationship anyway kind of feels whatever the whatever the equivalent of lived in is it does feel yeah authentic despite the fact that they're cheating on each other but they both kind of know but they don't yeah care they're they're it's very bohemian yep um but they admit that they actually only just love each other and and they're fine with being these weird uh hippies i guess is is the easiest way to just narrow it down to one word yeah pretty much but she's cheating on him with their best friend like their family best friend uh lingerie who i guess he's a rapper what is his how did how did snoop how did they explain that lingerie doggy dog made his i mean we know he makes his money off weed at least as one revenue stream but we don't know if it's also because of music either i don't know yeah i don't remember it might just be like a drug lord maybe some sort it didn't seem that sinister it seemed like yeah but yeah who knows we don't know why we don't know where snoop dogg's character gets his money but he has plenty of money too um so and they're all friends and it's all very you know uh incestuous i guess yeah but that's what we see and we see the movie starting and um mcconaughey's a drunk and a pothead and he's just low energy and he's hanging out and he's reciting poetry anytime i see somebody reciting poetry uh shoot him in the face (laughs) well in real life but in movies, especially reciting poetry like in a bar, like he did, um, I'm immediately he's he he gets invited on stage by whatever musician is like, why don't you recite a poem in between my songs? I always think of cocktail. 
Oh, I don't know that one. You never saw Cocktail? I don't think so. With uh, Tom Cruise? He's no, a, I do want to watch that, though. He's a bartender. Okay. And it's in the 80s in New York. The, the They're at some industrial nightclub that's like humongous, like five stories up, and everybody's on these balconies looking down. It's like just, in poetry? Well, and then the thing is the bartenders can, at any time, the bartenders and Cocktail, they can stop the music. Everybody's dancing and doing drugs, and it's the 80s. Everybody's dancing and doing drugs, but the bartender can just stop the music. He stands up on the bar and recites a poem about alcohol, usually. And then everybody fucking, all these yuppies in, like, suits, and they all start cheering because this bartender is so cool. And then he, he, Tom Cruise is living, like, this incredible bartender life. It's insanely dumb. Yeah, that seems really dumb. Yeah, it's very, like, 80s. It's just, you know, you can do whatever you want with Tom Cruise back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and also, you still can now because he's sucks. the best. What? Poetry sucks. Oh, I think Tom Cruise sucks. We were about to fight. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that McConaughey reciting poetry makes me think of Cocktail. Sure. Which Cocktail also has a scene. He he gets burned out of New York. He gets like run out of New York, and he has to go. So he moves down to the the Virgin Islands or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even Jamaica, and he starts. He's a beach bartender now. So that was the whole thing. Oh. Before he goes back to conquer New York again. With it, poetry? Uh, I don't think he does any poetry on the beach in New York. And, and I don't think he does any Virgin Islands poetry. Uh, yeah, I felt like this was probably in McConaughey's head like, oh, this will be an interesting acting experience. Like, I'll be able to play this very, like, aloof character, you know, because uh, there are qualities of that that probably McConaughey portrays but he has some other stuff too in my mind like I'm thinking of like uh, Interstellar right or some other things saw it. I mean his best thing he ever did is True Detective season one True Detective is really good True Detective yeah. season one is great and he's incredible in it I'm, that's what brought him back because he sucked all through the 90s he sucked yeah he was he was doing uh, rom-coms rom-coms yeah. with fucking Kate Hudson and uh, whatever J-Lo you know, but he's doing these Sahara. I never saw Sahara. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, is that the one where he's tan and in a go kart? Is is, is he hunting for treasure? Dune boogies or something? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. He was. He's, McConaughey was in dog shit. Women, this is your fault. Y'all ruined his fucking career for fifteen years, making him be women strike again. Y'all, y'all, women offered him. $15 million a movie to be in the worst, most boring dog shit rom-coms. And then he forgot he was going to like, he, that's why he was like going to true detective brought him back to life. And he was like, Oh shit. I forgot. I actually know how to act. And guess what? I also forgot you knew how to act. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then he started doing other shit. Good shit after that, like Dallas Buyers club. And, and, um, he started like, he doesn't do rom-coms anymore. He only takes films where he, Thinks he can be artistic. Yeah. So good for him. Um, again, he was good in this. He's good in this because it's exactly like it's the it's it's exactly like who you think he would, who you think you would hire for a film like this. But it's just too on the nose. Okay. Him doing it is just kind of, and McConaughey is so well. It's a lot of him doing the character or really driving the character home because it's that the whole movie. Because mm. um, it's like okay, we get it. He's like an aloof thing yeah yeah i don't know it felt a little drug out he's and he's doing that very cliche like drunken 
uh, you know, Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why when you get drunk you have to prance around. Which of course Johnny Depp and McConaughey's doing Johnny Depp in Pirates. Johnny Depp is of course doing um, uh, he's doing Peter O'Toole in My Favorite Year, which uh, this is this is gonna cause this this is gonna get me a text message, but. Peter O'Toole, favorite year. I've never seen it. Yeah, it sucks. Great. It's a movie my dad really likes, and he's okay. like mentioned it to me a bunch of times, and and asked me if I would watch it or talk to me about it over the years. I, I've heard him mention it over the years, and I just never saw it. And I finally, it's on HBO Max, and I I sat down and watched it, and I hated it. Uh, so this will this will give me a text from my dad, but I have no reason to like it. Uh, my dad would like it for nostalgic reasons because it's about like. It's basically about like the Sid, you know, the, the those fifties variety shows, uh-huh. um, you know, Sid Caesar and and whatever else. Um, so my dad grew up around that, and that stuff means something to him. It could have been better. It was a completely unfunny. Like there's not the main character is not Peter O'Toole. The main character is some kid, and he sucks. He's so boring. There's not Peter like, O'Toole. Yeah, there's not like a good joke in any of it. Yeah. Um, and then Peter O'Toole plays a drunken, he's like a drunken actor who has to do a skit at the end of the week. Okay. So it's actually a one kind of, it's like a week in the life. Okay. Which I do kind of like. I like that. I I like that concept, but this cleat, this like very broad performance of like a, a, of a drunken, you know, he starts shouting and he's always like his hand, he's very flowy. Yeah. I don't know why this is the. The flowy hand, you know, limp-wristed drunk, like, oh, I love the bird. You know, it's the Arthur, the original Arthur. Similar? No, 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 no. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It's my favorite movie. But he's very like that's a drunk. Yes, he's very. That's the that's a great performance of a drunk. Yeah, that that's incredible. Yeah, the Peter he 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 fixed the drunken performance. From that, from, from what Peter O'Toole, from what from my favorite gotcha, year, from yeah. Peter O'Toole in the, I guess it was the seventies when this came out, maybe the sixties. Um, he he fixed that kind of like piratey drunk performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Dudley Moore as as Arthur is great as Arthur Bach. That's an incredible a really drunk performance. Movie. Yeah, it's my favorite movie. It's the funniest movie. Um, <clears throat> so that that's such a better kind of performance of it, and then but this is. This is too dancey and too flowy, and this is too this is too this is too much like Peter O'Toole being being a a comedically drunk character. Sure, but it's just none of it lands. Um, I don't especially. I don't see it as a comedy. No, I don't think I really laughed. Uh, did it make? There were some moments. There were some moments. You don't know who Zac Efron is. I do know who Zac Efron is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's some moments that he had that I thought were pretty funny. Well, so let's get into the let's get into the the we'll get into spoilers in just a second. So it starts off. He's on the beach. His wife Isla Fisher calls him back to the mansion because um, their daughter's getting married, and yeah. they don't want they don't want him to miss the wedding. So he has to go back to Miami from from Key West. Dude, he's got to go back to Miami. He's got to be there in time for the wedding. So he's back, reunites with his wife. They have a great time. Uh, all the kind of stuff. It's just leading up to the wedding. The daughter's marrying somebody he doesn't like, but that's not that big of a deal. Um, anyway, after the wedding, 
they're all partying. Uh, we see these like really kind of special moments. Now we're getting into spoilers, folks. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, spoilers. If you don't want to hear spoilers, skip to forty-eight minutes and sixteen seconds, and then we won't have spoilers after that. Boom. And I'll I'll, I'll try to overdub the vocals there. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so they're partying. There, he's. Sharing. But he does show up at the wedding with a lady in a wheelchair, and just. <laughs> Oh yeah, just pushes that lady into a wall. Just pushes her, yeah, in front of everybody, like in front of the reception or the ceremony. Which is funnier to think about. It for some reason wasn't funny to me in the moment. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, "What?" The? They didn't set it up. But it was they didn't really set it, it up. It was well. already done by the time you even realized it was kind of happening. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought there was a moment that made me laugh, but I can't really think. I can't I can't find it in my notes, so maybe there wasn't. Um but anyway, him and his wife have these tender moments. They're they're high and drunk off their asses and they're driving around. She's driving and then they get into a head on collision. Oh yeah. So they get into a head on collision and Isla Fisher dies. The wife dies. Yep. Um which is a And right before she dies, she says, You're such a fuck up. Yeah. Which well, is kind of anti everything about her character and how she feels about him up until she says that? No. Which is kind of weird? Well, no. Not necessarily. I, I, I can see where you would think that because she does love him and she, like, accepts him. Yeah. But she is very aware that, like, she's she she spends the entire beginning part of the movie worried that he won't be at the wedding on time. That's true. She's well aware of his, like, problems. She's more... She's the more... She's possibly the most realistic character in the movie. Yeah. Because she likes to party and have fun and she she loves and respects her but also wants to get to the wedding on time yeah she respects her husband and his artistic genius yeah and she leaves space for that i guess but she also understands that there's like a real life that you have to sure you have to get places um but anyway so she dies it's this should be this monumental event that the movie handles very like it's almost like it doesn't matter First of all, you almost don't realize that she dies because she says something very coherently, like her last words. Yeah. That, those are her last words you fucked You're up? You're such a fuck up. You're such a fuck up. Says. But she says it like endearingly, kind yeah. of. And then beep. Yeah. yeah. We don't get the beep. It's it just like, I thought she just fell asleep. I thought yeah. she was going to be fine. But the next scene, they're at the funeral. Yeah. And then he's him and his- Smoking a joint. Yeah, him and his daughter are smoking weed at the funeral. Like the daughter's part of it too. She grew up in this weird relationship. Yeah, weird family. Um, And it should be this like- monumental thing but it it's it's over in a second and you almost don't feel any consequences of it until later on it's revealed that the the her will miss hundred million dollar isla fisher she gives half half of it in her will half of it goes to the daughter 50 million goes to the daughter the other 50 goes to her husband moondog except he can't unlock any of it until he publishes his next book his yeah it's frozen in escrow yeah it's in escrow he's got to he's got to publish his poetry book until before a, a new book of poems before he can get 50 million dollars and i gotta be totally honest with you that's very that's very doable because poetry yeah, is bullshit i don't know if you know this about poetry folks but it doesn't have to rhyme anymore no all right you can just do whatever the fuck you want and call it poetry 
this woman that does that reads poems at like the presidential inauguration her poems all suck and none of them fucking rhyme there's <laughs> There's these shitty Japanese poems that don't have to rhyme at all. It's just haikus. To, yeah, fuck them. Haikus, uh, haikus. These shitty ass poems from Japan that mean nothing to nobody. Um, so it's con man's game. You tell me, I got to publish a poetry book for fifty million dollars, baby girl. I'll have poetry on your desk in four hours. Also, a novel could be anything. So well, it's I, not a novel. That's that. She does say novel. No, well, in the no, movie. the um, the the lawyer, the estate lawyer says novel. Okay. The estate well, lawyer says you have to publish a novel. He's like, I don't write novels. You bitch. I write poetry. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm a poetry artist. Sure. And he goes like, whatever. I don't. I, I don't know. Whatever kind yeah. of book it is. Just, that, well, he could have already just been like, well, just here, take what I have and make it a book. You oh know, yeah. 100%. Publish, just publish the shit. I don't know if I can do. Yeah. Yeah. He could have absolutely. I would have done, done that. I mean, so it's all based on bullshit it's all based on his artistic integrity not to just dump yeah. a bunch of sh- you know uh, which i guess you know it's true he doesn't care as much about the money as he does that's true living his life he is kind of a he is kind of a, a genuine artistic guy yeah because he doesn't do what i would do which is just publish any kind of bullshit and call it poetry and then get that paycheck and then get that get that paper get that paper get that sweet bag um so and anyway so now he's just like but he gets extra drunk. He breaks into his own house that he's not allowed to access because it's you know frozen. It's a frozen asset that he can't have access to. Yeah. Um, throws a big party. He gets arrested, and he has he gets sentenced to a year in a rehab facility. Yeah. Um, a year in some rehab facility, and at this rehab facility is where he meets our next character, who could have been played by somebody better. <laughs> Uh, is Andy Circus? <laughs> St- stop saying Andy Circus. I can't. He he works for every role. Uh, he can I, CGI any no, role. No, because you need somebody young, and Andy Circus is a adult. He could he could play a younger, and uh, they could CGI whoever you want. I mean, you're gonna. You're, I'm getting mad at you for saying Andy Circus on every episode, but you're gonna, you're, you're about to get mad at me when I say Zac Efron's part would have been played much better. Timothy, nope, no, Who? come on. Who are you gonna say? B. Pat, Robert Pattinson. Oh, Bobby Patty. Yeah, he would have done the same thing Efron did. No, no, no. He would have been much better. He would have been much more like. Yeah. It would have been it would have been a much more authentic performance because so this is this is Efron trying to be Robert Pattinson. This is Zach Efron trying to be like I can also play weird, uncomfortable, aggressive characters. Yeah, he I kind of does that in roles. I feel like I don't know what else has yeah. Zach Efron been in. I mean, since, he, since, since he's been a kid, I never saw any of his. I don't think I've, I think this might be the first. Maybe Zac I Efron. saw that movie with Adam Devine. Uh. I don't even remember what it was called. We need dates for our wedding. Something like that. With yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Uh-huh. I never saw that. But I know he's he, is, he had, and and then he's in that one movie. But that's a that's a comedy. Was, wait, no, wasn't that him and Dave Franco? Well, maybe a better example would be um the one Neighbors with uh Seth Rogen. That's a comedy where he's like a frat boy. Yeah. He's like a mean frat I'm guy. I'm just saying he has like a comedic like intelligence about him i think he know. i think he knows what he's doing right, i think he can be like a i think he can be a silly comedy he's, that's like, I mean. he's like i'm gonna be the intense vape guy you know that's that's sure but that's what i mean that's not what 
that's not what this was. Okay. Um, you know, he plays this damaged like again. This wasn't very funny. He plays this damaged character who's pastor's son in rehab. Yeah, dealing yeah. with dealing with the uh, dealing with like his religious religious upbringing and all that kind of morality and stuff. And then when he gets drunk enough, even though he as a when he's sober, he's like fuck my religion all that kind of stuff but once he gets drunk enough he starts talking about like religion he starts bringing up jesus and all that jesus kind of stuff. already died for our sins right yeah. after he hit that guy with a bat yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> the thing is yeah. we can do whatever we want yeah jesus already paid for it so yeah. let's fucking let's go get some yeah um and bobby robert pattinson would have been much better at that yeah uh jack Efron is just too like light-hearted he just can't Oh, get into the darky. Uh, yeah, I just don't believe him as a dude that yeah would that, hit someone with a bat. Yeah, that does anything. Yeah, um, yeah, I can know. see that. So again, I think he was he was okay in it. Everybody's every, that's the thing is everybody's it was okay. Everybody's okay, but it's so kind of on the surface. The performances are very like expected slash trying too hard. Mm-hmm. That I think better actors Gary Oldman. Robert Pattinson and who can we replace Snoop Dogg with? Snoop Dogg. With like not a rapper, maybe like an actor or yeah. anybody. Kid Cudi. That would have been chill. Kid Cudi. That would have been fun. Is, so we'll even, I'll even yeah. still let him be a rapper. Yeah, yeah, I'll, We'll even, it, we'll keep it in the rap community. The, rap, in act, the, rap, the rap actor community. Kid Cudi would have been much better. That would have been tight. As lingerie, as the, as the, the rich black friend. Yeah. Um, and of course, probably plenty of other actors I'm just like spacing on right now. Uh, but I saw, I saw X recently, and so I know I just I've got in in the Pearl, uh, the Pearl advert uh, trailer. So I've got Kid Cudi at the forefront of my mind. Yeah, I think that could work. Um, I think they would have given less cartoonish performances throughout. I think they would have like yeah. tried harder with to make the material more relatable and more connectable. Um, rather than McConaughey just McConaughey took this because he just he he wants to be this cartoon character of a of a take it easy party guy yeah type of thing yeah I mean so he has this little adventure with Zac Efron well so he's sentenced to a year in rehab he breaks yeah. out after a day uh huh <laughs> yeah I don't know, how, however long him and Zac Efron break out and then they go they steal a boat. They go down to the the keys again. Beat the shit out of a guy. They yeah. They push a guy into the water on his wedding day. That's pretty funny. Oh, the tuba guy. They push into the water. Oh, the tuba guy was funny. That was at the that very beginning. Very, yeah. That was the very beginning. He pushes a sousaphone player into the water, and then when they're escaping, he goes boom. When they, yeah. yeah. When they're it's es- funny thinking back on it. That's what's weird. Like thinking I know, back on the moments, it's like that's actually kind of funny. The stuff is funny. Yeah. It, it's just that again. I think funnier. It doesn't make. I don't know the, if it's the tone, like the, during the movie, or like what it is. It doesn't really like. They didn't pick a tone instead. Yeah, because it just it again. It's what happens if you're high. It's just like you. Everything's muted. Your highs are lower and your lows are higher. Yeah. And so you're. It, it's like it's just. It's it's like it's just right here. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like putting compression on 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 an audio on your file. Life. It's just all kind of right there, and you don't get those peaks or those valleys. So we, yeah. the stuff that ostensibly should be funny like Zac Efron there's two people a man and woman that they just got married and they're taking like their in their wedding in her white dress photo yeah 
right on the pier with the water in the background. Zach Efron just walks up to the guy and punches him in the face and knocks him <laughs> into the water. And then, yeah, and that's then very they, funny. They steal his, they steal the boat and then they just race off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's very funny, yeah. but it wasn't done funny. It wasn't done funny though, because there are things that should have. The funniest probably was Martin Lawrence, which is a good segue to the next section of the movie. Yeah. You know, like his obsession with dolphins or whatever. Yeah, Martin uh, Lawrence was the funniest. And part. I was I was so stoked to see him in a movie. He hasn't been in a movie since 2011. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah. I thought he was actually really good. He was great. And His he whole was, character thing. And know? he was great as not like the typical Martin Lawrence that we always yeah. see. He was more... I mean, he was a eccentric kind of weird guy. Yeah. But he wasn't like... He wasn't Blue Streak Martin Lawrence. He wasn't Big Mama's House. He wasn't like... Yeah. What we think of when we think of Martin Lawrence. He was he was doing something different. He was great. Yeah, he was um, really So it was good. great to see him again. Welcome back, Martin Lawrence. He's back. It's so good to see you, doggy. Um, uh, but yeah, so now Moondog McConaughey is on the run. So he takes a job... <laughs> He takes a job working on a dolphin cruise with yeah. Martin Lawrence, uh, who is also a drunk and a drug addict or whatever the his problem is. Just a keys guy. Yeah, but that's and this is just an Hustling event. Hustling people for money. Yeah, and this is just another event that just kind of means nothing. It's very yeah. I think they were trying to introduce some adventure onto his arc of like trying to write his book or his you know poetry book that he needs to publish. So they're just throwing yeah. in some adventure elements into that journey. Um, yeah, it's a it's a bunch of things that like just don't connect. We have this yeah. we have this little Martin Lawrence chunk, and it means nothing to the movie before it, and it means nothing to the movie after. Same it. thing with Zac Efron, essentially. Yeah, I Z- mean, right. Just a little adventure. They gave one him. They gave one to Martin Lawrence. A little adventure. Uh, and what happens after that? After so after the Martin Lawrence thing, yeah, which we won't even spoil that. It's, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's almost it's honestly kind of worth watching just to see Martin Lawrence just yeah. come back. Um, and he's great as the dolphin captain. But anyway, after that, he just goes back to Miami to knock on Snoop Dogg's door. Yeah. And now he's... Oh, and then they just party with Jimmy Buffett and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, now they're partying on a boat. Jimmy Buffett's back, and he's partying with Jimmy Buffett and Snoop Dogg on the boat. And then um, then he's hanging out at uh, Snoop Dogg's mansion until the cops come. Ah, then he has to go to Jamaica? He escapes... No, he goes. I think he goes back to the keys. Oh yeah, I think he just yeah. I think they get in the uh, the seaplane with the blind pilot. Yeah, with the blind pilot. Yeah, and then he goes back to the keys, and he's yeah. back there hanging out again. So he's where he just goes back to the Florida Keys like three times. Yeah, whatever Key West, I guess it is, or whichever whichever what key. Yeah. And then he finishes his book. Turns it into the lawyer. Nobody's mad that he. Nobody even questions him that he broke out of <laughs> court, state court, court appointed uh, rehab. Yeah, he broke out of state appointed. Killed rehab. a guy in a wheelchair, essentially. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, assault. Yeah, committed a bunch of crimes. Um, yeah, assaulted the guy on the on the wheelchair rascal thing. Yeah. For money, um, and then. You know, and then event, he, once he finishes his book, it's all good. He wins a Pulitzer. 
Does he? Yeah. Did they say that? Yeah. I missed that. His agent Jonah Hill, who we didn't yeah. even really mention. We didn't mention, it, but I did like him. He, yeah. He does a funny. He he was Jonah Hill's very funny in this. He does a good Southern accent. Yeah. He's doing like a Creole kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's a good Southern accent, but it's a very funny Southern accent. Yeah. Um, So I liked it. Yeah. uh, So essentially, I mean, the only, because his daughter was like, I can't help you. I'm not going to give you any money. This is your journey. You have to figure your shit out. He doesn't figure anything out. That's what I, that's another thing I don't like. Of his his hero's journey. There's no arc at all. There's really no arc. The only thing that changes is he starts to wear women's clothing. Uh, and he finishes his novel and gets his money, but he doesn't like learn anything. No, and he's, he's like and, still kind of just a drunk. And don't forget, we're in spoilers, folks. Yeah, this is spoiler season. So he, yeah, and he ends up lighting all the money on fire, anyways. That made no sense to me. Well, again, it, it it's trying too hard to be to present him as this bohemian character. I who, don't buy it. Who who truly yeah. is free of the he's free of the confine he's free of the shackles of uh consumerism like the but rest of us begging his daughter for money yeah he so cl- he clearly he clearly needs money for his habits yeah he gets it all he gets everything liquidated he wants all of his money in cash on a boat it's on a sa- sailboat it's sailed down to the keys he 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 gets super drunk and throws a fireworks party, a, th- a fireworks show. Everybody's watching it. He grabs a th- flare gun to try to participate in his own fireworks at the while he's intoxicated, and he flare guns, or maybe it's a Roman candle. Yeah, something he, like he, that. Ro- yeah, he flare guns this, this pile of money these, on the boat. These boxes of these saran wrap but cubes he keeps of money. Some of it. Does he? I think on the rowboat. He ends up on a rowboat. Does he have any money? I think so. Okay, maybe yeah. maybe he has some. He doesn't have fifty million dollars. Fuck that! That pissed me off. Or forty-five. You know, fifty yeah. minus a sailboat, whatever it yeah. was. So it's you know, um, but again, and it it presents it as like, oh, there he there he goes. That's our that's the moon dog we all know and love. For uh, what? But it's like there's no point to this. It's not even a, a. It's not like about a real person. It's like about an imaginary artist. So what do we take away from that? I don't know. Just a story, I guess. Yeah, I. I, I there's no real like takeaway. I don't know. The, the takeaway could be like, this is how you should. You know, this is how you should be. You should be like. You should allow Drunk. yourself to free yourself from the confines of capitalism and. And live this bohemian life and focus on art and focus on having fun and experiences and don't worry about all this kind of stuff. But I guess it's easy to do if you have fifty million dollars waiting for you. Yeah. That's true. That he also just lights on fire and he lights on fire and his boat literally s- floats off into the his sunset. That's fucked. Um so what what's gonna happen when he wakes up tomorrow? And he's like, Well, now I also have no money again. You're not, yeah, you're not. I mean, he's probably getting money from his books and stuff if he's really that fucking good. But I don't know. They didn't tell us that. Yeah. I can't I can't write this movie for him. I've already cast yeah, this movie already, for them. <laughs> I can't also write it and direct it. <clears throat> um yeah, the daughter shit was pretty weird too. It's like, damn, you must be so fucked up. 
I, she was okay. She was. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't in the movie a whole lot. She was kind of normal. She was very mean to her husband, and she said he'd never be a great man like her father. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, we don't know how much time has passed. It seems like only a few days have passed, but clearly it's been quite a while. Yeah, because she is divorced at the end of the movie from yeah. the, from this guy that from limp dick that the, that's what they call the mom and dad both don't like, and he's not even. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just a regular dude. He's just not a psycho. Yeah, he's not some psycho bohemian like drunk, <laughs> drunken artist yeah. who, yeah, who you know. So because he's not that, they didn't they didn't approve because of he him. doesn't party. Yeah, he's just a regular dude with some stupid haircut. Yeah, and uh, you know whatever he's wearing a vest. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, he sucks. He's a. <laughs> I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't. I also wouldn't like him, but. I don't know. I certainly don't want my daughter to marry any, a guy like McConaughey. In this, in, oh God! If I had to pick between my daughter's marrying Moon Dog or lingerie, or Limp Dick, or Limp Dick, I was like, yeah. the guy with the vest seems fine. He'll, yeah, he won't put her in any danger. It's, all, it's also not like she is. I didn't, you know. Don't she? The daughter's not writing any fucking poems. What? Just because your parents are both cool? She's just rich. You think you're some kind of something? Yeah, yeah. she sucks too. Um, but whatever. Who knows? This idea of concept of like the bohemian artist who's like who has to be un he has to be untethered in order to be productive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't really either. I mean, I don't think that I don't I don't think that applies to either of us. No, not necessarily. Not to any of the working class musicians and artists that we know, and we know quite a bit. Yeah, and also. L- I don't know art, especially especially writing. Yeah, whether it's songs or poetry, or you become a better writer as you as you have experiences. Yeah, but having the same just like drunkenly having sex with a waitress all the time, or or these these kind of like these kind of drunken escapades on yeah. the on the beach in this like no consequence life. It is a, that's what it is too. No consequence. Yeah, this inconsequential life is is that's not where that's not where art comes from. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be Hemingway on the beaches of Cuba, but that was after World War One. Yeah, you he was in the war. You can't. You don't skip to beach Hemingway to be a writer. Yeah, he gets to be beach Hemingway because he was. Uh, he was uh, farewell to arms Hemingway. He was a medic in the fucking war in the in the first world war. He was a uh, you know, and then he lived. He got to live in you know live in Paris and all that, all the midnight in Paris shit where he's yeah. hanging out with the artist community and stuff like that and and he's boxing and fighting and doing all this kind of stuff. And then he goes to Cuba and he gets to f- hang out there and all this kind of horse shit. But again, everyone has this romantic idea of like I want to be. Hemingway on the beach, but he can only he can only write about that kind of stuff because he saw mustard gas. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it doesn't. Beauty hits different when you've been at war. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't just come from the setting. You can't just be a uh, you know, you can't just smoke weed all the time. <laughs> well, even McConaughey's poem that he reads at like the Pulitzer thing, or the presumed Pulitzer, whatever that whatever yeah, that prize like, thing was. 
And I was inside you two times that day, the end. You know, oh, like yeah. that bullshit ass poem and everyone said, stands yeah. up and claps and it's like, what? He's like, I just took a piss over in the alley and realized, you know, I was inside you two times today and that made me smile or some bullshit like yeah. that. And I was like, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, this poem about having sex. They should have kept wife. his poetry mysterious because I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and it didn't rhyme. <laughs> and it didn't rhyme even, which guys. Is, which is bad. No rhyming. All right. Um, we're going to end the spoiler section here. Cool. So wherever this wherever this ends up being, this is that's where I'll... I'll uh, 48 minutes. Yeah. Well, it'll probably end up being like 45 because we have ah. to cut a few up the top. Nice. Um, all right. A couple last things before we get to recommendations. Talk about... Um, Talk about McConaughey's wardrobe throughout, especially at the beginning. Yep. Like we mentioned, he gets into, uh, starts wearing some like ladies' clothes as like a disguise. Sure. Which is kind of funny, I guess. But it totally it, didn't work. Yeah, A, it doesn't work. It would be funny if they made it funny, but they just did it and it, yeah. it doesn't land as a joke. It looks similar to what he already wore. Like it kind of made well, sense. Yep, yeah. and now we're getting to, to, now we're getting to Nick's fashion corner of the Let's Get Trash. Let's go. Is that he's wearing, and this is a ni- 2019 movie that I wasn't familiar with. Yep. But I've recently become aware of this trend of men's matching sets. So it's tops and bottoms. Yeah, shorts, sure. shorts and shirts that are sold as matching sets mm-hmm. of like pattern fabric. Yep. And that's marketed to men, mm-hmm. and men are wearing this. Mm-hmm. So. You don't like it. Now we're getting into the 1950s Let's Get Trashed corner. It fucking sucks, dude. Men should not be wearing <laughs> this shit. But also, a dude like a bohemian beach bum. That's the name of the movie. A, a, a bohemian beach artist resident. He shouldn't be wearing the height, the cutting edge of fashion men's matching sets from all these stupid, you know, uh, hipster fancy pants stores on yeah, South Congress. Sure, he shouldn't be wearing that anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. should be just wearing whatever. But he, but bullshit. They, they're Florida clothes. Yeah, they're dressing him in expensive. They're the costume department is dressing him in these expensive, like, uh, again, these expensive matched sets. Sure, that somebody who lives in Key West would might wear. Uh, either because they just have a ton of money and want to be super fashionable or they're gay and are super fashionable. Yeah. But he's not like that. But they, but the costume department, they didn't do a good it's job a of, of getting into the character. Yeah. They're not thinking about what would the character wear. They're looking at the environment of the movie. What would somebody who lives in this environment has a lot of money wear? Sure. Or how do we make him look cool in this movie? Yep. We make him look cool by giving him this this like new fashion trend of of ridiculous men's clothes. Uh-huh. And um but that character shouldn't be that kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um I thought the deci- I I don't know. I didn't really think about that too much, but um now that you're explaining it, I guess, I guess I can see that. But when they were like, you should do women's clothing. It'd be the perfect disguise. I'm like, you already dressed flashy and insane. And your hair, you look the same with your hair, like with the glasses, weird glasses that you wear. Like, you look exactly the same. I don't know. You heard it, ladies. Not a huge gripe, but, you know. You heard it, ladies. 
he are you look girls you look flashy and insane in your clothing you look crazy uh you already look like a woman you're all flashy and insane <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right uh do you recommend the beach bum to your friends and followers and uh fans um i have been talking some mad i've been talking a little bit of shit but I would say, yeah. I would say it's fine. It's a fine movie. I'd probably recommend it to the right person. Yeah. Um, I'm on the edge of my seat here. What is it? What are you gonna say? I don't know. It's a tough one because I, I, I wish, I wish it was funny. I wish it was better. I yeah. wish, yeah. I wish it was either. Because think, like I said, thinking back, it's like it is funny. Like there's things that happen that are funny. There's things but, that should be funny. Yeah. But I think it's executed kind of poorly yeah or rather it's it's a it's a tonal mess they don't they don't know how to you know i guess the director harmony corinne doesn't know how to make things funny whoever wrote this which might even be him as well whoever wrote this wrote some funny stuff but it doesn't come across it doesn't come across as funny because they're trying to keep it grounded or serious yeah. if they had just made it funny they should have just made it funny it would have been funny or yeah. just make it serious mm-hmm. and then and then when you commit these assaults and these robbery and when, when you commit the the litany of crimes that occur in this film <laughs> then when that happens make it serious yeah make it like oh shit. make it a really negative thing yeah and then and then and then you show his like descent into he he had this uh he had this la, laissez faire inconsequential ca- carefree he, life yeah and now doing crime for now, money yeah the money drops and now he's like really doing d- bad shit have him go down that path for a while and then he's like you know what I gotta I I I can't do this anymore he he has some sort of growth he finishes his book mm-hmm. and then he gets his money. And then he's, you know, have a bit of an arc, but it, it just sits there kind of too much. Yeah. If you love Matthew McConaughey and you think he's so charming and fun and you just want to see him, um, you want to see him dance around like a drunken pirate, again, Peter O'Toole or Johnny Depp, yeah. then go ahead and watch this. But I I don't think I, the the casting is too bad. The tone just doesn't make sense. I, I can't recommend this movie. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when this will come up, but it'll definitely come out before the 29th. So, Jimmy, why don't you tell the folks where they can come see you live? So, Creek in the Cave, uh, my band Bad Thrillers, uh, Instagram is Bad Thrillers TX, uh, will be supporting um, our friend Colton. Uh, He's doing a comedy showcase with some of his friends, so we'll be a house band for them. Mixing it up, and uh, I think we might even have a little bit of a set uh, towards the end there so come check out some songs and yeah it should be fun yeah go to the creek, creek in the, the cave, cave september 29th it's on, a thursday on 7th street here in austin yeah. uh support our friend colton dowling i've only met her a couple times but support the wonderful and great rebecca trent they 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 co-own that club together um i've been a big fan of rebecca trent for a really really long time she's wonderful um and then yeah just go see bad thrillers uh, I'm going to be all over the road. Don't come see me. I'm going to be in Colorado a couple times in uh, October and uh, San Antonio. Bunch of, I'm all over the place. But anyway, follow me on Instagram at Nick Tazo and then at uh, Let's Get Trash Pod. And follow me on Twitter 
at Nick Tazo and also get trashed pod and uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, like and subscribe, please, and leave a comment. Tell somebody about it, and uh, you know, McConaughey- tag, tag your most drunk friend, yeah, your most alcoholic friend. McConaughey lives in Austin. Why don't you get this in front of him? Yeah, send it to McConaughey, send you it, son of a bitch. Send it to him, and then let him know. Let him know that we're out here in the streets talking shit. <laughs> All right, I'm tired of your. I'm tired of your shit, McConaughey. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Let's get trashed. Cheers.